Welcome. I'm Janessa Durrani, a personal development coach and a host of A Daily Practice. And this is my podcast, where each week in 20 minutes or less, I will share my tips, tricks, and hacks for dreaming big and implementing small to make the most of your busy days. In my online community for women, A Daily Practice, we have monthly themes. This month, it's gratitude unlocking the fullness of life. With each theme comes a deep dive with a guest. And this month, I had the pleasure of bringing Andrea Fagan to our all community live session. Here's a portion of our discussion on finding joy in the little things. We have the pleasure of having Andrea Fagan with us this evening. And she is, I'll let her tell you all about how fabulous she is, but she has a blog called Little Bites of Joy. And we kind of run in the same no flour, no sugar circles. Um, And so when I was wanting to do a kind of this gratitude Thanksgiving theme, I thought she would be perfect um, because her site is very much focused on similar things to a daily practice, which is kind of finding the joy in the small things and living simply and this whole decluttering and gardening and eating real foods. It was all fabulous. Andrea, for just to start, um, why don't you tell us if you could only have one spice, what would it be? All right. So um if you look at all my recipes, I top basically everything with chili flakes. Chili flakes. Because it's got, um, it just has that added just a little bit of, of heat. I don't want a lot of heat. I just want a little bit of heat. So chili flakes. But if sauerkraut was a spice, sauerkraut would also be it. Like I put a little teaspoon of sauerkraut on every plate, like even including breakfast. I'm not joking. Like I'll have sweet potatoes and beans for breakfast. I know that's totally strange, but it's just my jam. I love it. And a little bit of sauerkraut. And on my salad, a little bit of sauerkraut. It's, I think it's the Romanian thing. We have a lot of sauerkraut. Well, I have jarred jalapenos on every single meal. I, I feel like, I mean, not to divert our direction of conversation, but I feel like if you have, and we'll talk about it a little bit in the salad, but if you have... Um, a little sweet, maybe like sweet potato, some salt, some sour, some vinegar, something pungent like the chili flakes, maybe some bitter greens like arugula, like you hit all those tastes and don't get a lot of sour. So that's kind of why I put the sauerkraut in and it is twofold. It's sour and salt. Um, And then the chili flakes, I kind of want to, you know, I'm in the missy, missy journey when she mentioned that she likes the Tabasco. It's like that little extra you know, heat. So I'm on board with Missy for that one. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So why don't you start with just telling us a little bit about yourself? Like, who are you? Where you come from? Existentially. Um, <laughs> who am I? I don't know. I'm still figuring it out. Um, I'm primarily a musician, actually. Um, I went to school for music and I teach piano and voice and I play for weddings and cocktail hour um, for for various things. But I, just growing up, I always had some health issues related to hormones and insulin. 
And um, so in my 20s, I thought, I've got to figure this out because I really didn't, you know, have much success with doctors. And then I realized that food, certain foods helped me and certain foods didn't help me. And so then I went to IN and, and went to nutrition school. And then I did some raw food certifications and I went to uh, California and um, learned more about raw foods there and really actually did a lot of good for my health by changing the way that I eat and um, started to give cooking classes and then was, you know, really interested in ingredients and high quality and just learning more and more about nutrition and specifically what helps insulin. And um, I even did like a whole insulin resistance practitioners training, not to necessarily help other people, but just really to help myself. And then I started a garden and I thought, well, if I really love food and I love to eat healthy food, I might as well grow it. And so our entire backyard morphed. It started out with just a few little beds and it morphed, got bigger, bigger, bigger. It became this ginormous garden of fresh vegetables. And um, I realized that uh, it's not about the food always. It's a lot, it has to do a lot with lifestyle, as you know. And Little Bites of Joy was kind of created with the idea that um, you can find joy in, in many different things. It's not just, you know, food, it's creativity, it's habits. Um, and then food is, a, you know, a part of that, but I think we have to fill our lives with things that we really, truly love. And gardening became a love. And, um, you know, I, I veered into not a minimalistic perspective of, of living, but just like starting to declutter a bit and get rid of things that didn't serve me and include more of what did serve me, such as reading books and yoga and gardening and walking and hiking and painting and practicing piano again, which I haven't done in many years. Um, so, and now there's another love, which is, you know, the garden was full of vegetables, but I um, put in some flowers for pollinators and now the flowers have taken over and now I'm kind of obsessed with flowers and trying to decide how the whole garden is going to become both flower and vegetable. But um, that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of where I am. Still very, I've simplified. I feel like over the years I've just really um, boiled things down into what's essential and what's important. And um, I was just realizing today as I was, as I was putting things together for this class, I thought, oh my gosh, I don't actually cook. Like I don't cook. And I'm like, how is this possible? Like I actually assemble things. I'll roast some potatoes, you know, some sweet potatoes or yams. That's not really cooking. Like I cut it and I put it in the oven. Like I didn't really cook it. Right. I'll boil some vegetables together and make a soup. I'm like, does that quantify as cooking? No, I basically just like set it and I leave it. And I thought, um, things have, have become even more simple that way in the kitchen too. Like my meals come together pretty quickly. I don't spend, I was thinking like probably the vast majority of people cook dinner. I just reheat things. I'll just put a salad together and take leftover, you know, butternut squash. Like I'll show you the salad I'm making today and it's done. It's like, that's it. That's dinner. It's nothing, you know, exorbitant or extravagant. Um, and that leaves me more time for, learning about flowers and obsessing about dahlias and seeds, which is, it's bad and it's good. 
and um, reading a book and maybe eating lunch outside. So less time cooking inside and more time maybe eating outside in the sun and really enjoying it. So I think people need simple. I think people need to be reminded that, you know, really if you like focus on the important ingredients and the really fresh ingredients, it can be simple and it's gonna be like a knockout. And you might wanna follow some formulas of, again, the sweet, sour, salty, crunchy, creamy, like, you know, get all those in. And when you do, you might still only have five ingredients and it's still really, really good, you know? Oh, I definitely think that we're wanting simple. Like why make it complicated? You know, like yeah, every, we have, everything else is complicated enough. I feel like I make things more complicated by the fact that each of my family members eats a different meal each evening. So the more I can have it like granimals, these are all the different parts. You need yours on a pizza. You need yours on a pasta. I make mine on a salad. Um, it's yeah. kind of that mix and match. So yeah. Yeah. excellent. So what would you say over the last five to 10 years, what is different between now and then? What's changed is that I don't know. I mean, I'm 43. I kind of feel like I rushed a little bit too much in my 20s and I tried, I, I fought to kind of prove myself, you know, and now I just want to do what's fun. I just want to do, I don't know, maybe in your, in my 20s, I was a little bit worried that I wasn't going to make it. I was a little bit worried that, you know, with money and house and relationships and all this stuff, and uh, now I'm just thinking, well, what lights me up on fire? Like even today, I was, I finally put in an order for peonies and I mean, not food related at all, but I mean, they just make me so happy. And I got up from my laptop and I, I almost like bounced around the room. I was so happy that I bought peonies and I'm so excited and I was in the garden and I kind of felt bummed a little bit that I had to come in and shower and get ready, although I love teaching. So I kind of feel you know, just that I'm doing more of the fun five-year-old me. Yeah. Um, whether people follow, whether people buy, it's like, whatever, like this will speak to whoever needs it. You know, if this is a book, I mean, I just wrote it really for me. Um, most of the time I write things so that I have a clear memory of what in the world did I make? You know, what is that recipe? Because probably, you know, five years from now, I'm going to want to make that recipe. So I'll write it down. But um, I just feel like life is too, especially with this, you know, this past year, it's just a gentle reminder that now is the moment to just live, you know, what's holding you back from living the life that you want. And if you like peonies, just love peonies. If you love daisies, just love daisies. Like make your, you know, when my husband asked, um, eventually our garden kind of grew and grew and grew. And he said, do you want to just make the whole backyard a garden? And I thought, can we do that? And he's like, you're an adult. You can... <laughs> Oh, I can do that. It's our backyard. I could do that. You know, you just have to remind yourself that you're pretty much the only person holding you back from what you want. And absolutely. Nobody needs to like what you like. You just have to, you know, go for it. So, yeah, I'm putting out into the world what you want. Yeah. And those that can appreciate it will find it. So, in this concept of, like growing your own food and this whole idea of like bringing that inside and really like honoring 
the food. And that's what I've always kind of admired about your approach. How has this, and this is just your life in general of how you view nourishment, like this idea of like joy, nourishment, simpleness, like all of these pieces in kind of how your life has come. Like, what would you say your philosophy is around food at this point? On my good days or my bad days? Yeah, exactly. I know we all have them. So when I remember, when I remember what's true, um, we get this one body and, and whole recognizable food. I know, I know exactly. I think partially it's my body's very sensitive to various things and I will feel better or worse depending on the food. Now in the moment, something might taste good. Um, and then it'll make me feel a certain way. And I always, I have that memory, but sometimes I have a rough day and I'll make poor food choices in the moment. It's like, yes, that was exactly what I needed. And a half hour later, I'm like, why did I do that? That's not what I needed, you know? So I guess everybody's human and everybody has to remember that it's not always, you know, perfect. But when I remember and when I'm at peace and when I slow down and especially when I make a meal, you know, for example, for my family or for Thanksgiving or for a holiday or a gift for someone, you know, I might make whatever for somebody. Um, yeah, whole foods are just recognizable, really simple. I make soups with like three ingredients and they're delicious. Um, it's just sometimes life gets lifey. Who says that? <laughs> and, um, we we lean on things that used to make us feel better and they no longer do. So I kind of feel like my husband says this a lot. He says, you're never really in, in a static position. You're either growing, I don't know how you see it this way, in a greater than, you know, greater than direction or a less than direction, you know, but you're never really like staying in the right, in the exact same moment. So my philosophy is every bite, Every little bite should be joyful, should be true and honest, um, should make you feel proud of the way you're eating, proud of the way you're nourishing your body. And it should put you in the greater than direction for the majority of time. Um, sometimes it sets you back and sometimes it you know, pushes you forward. But I think with every day, I think we do learn and we create good habits. Um, and we do know at, at our core, you know, which foods make us feel the best. But I find that if you do have really high quality ingredients, like really fresh vegetables, really fresh fruit, you won't really be searching out for additional things unless there's some aspects of life that we haven't yet dealt with, which is stress or anger or sadness or whatever. That's a whole separate subject and we can probably talk about that for hours. But 95% of the time, if you have really good ingredients that you either grow or get from the farmer, or buy in season. So that's why we did the seasonal, you know, eating cookbook. Those things just taste so much better and they're good for your body and your body recognizes them and they do, you know, they do fulfill me. So I think that answers your question. I hope. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, I think for all of us, we have food memories, right? They're, you know, like, oh, 
the, you know, when we would go on vacation and what we would have or what our moms would make us every time we had a birthday or when we weren't feeling well, how we were. So like we were, food has always been ingrained in us of like, it's attached to love. It, it's attached to comfort. Um, and then clearly as a stress and so forth, but also around these traditions, which is, you know, Thanksgiving is coming and I love Thanksgiving because it's not, I don't have to buy a gift for anyone. I really gift buying is not my thing. And so, so Thanksgiving is like, you get the holiday without having like all that extra stress. But I talk about this a lot. Like it is so much about the food and I want to get away from it being about the food. So what is your, like, what's one tradition that your family does for Thanksgiving that is not about food? Hmm. Actually, my favorite part about Thanksgiving is going for a hike or a walk. So I think years ago, both my husband and, and I are very, very much nature loving, like mountains and hiking. And I just remember one of our first years, um, we were renting a house when we first got here. And I spent, instead of in the kitchen in the morning, cooking stuff. I spent it raking leaves and it was like, this is so much better. I mean, as much as I love cooking and I have a cooking blog, this is so much better just being outside. And, and I was like, oh, I guess I have to go in and like cook food, <laughs> you know? So we try to get outside, um, doing whatever I'll be in the garden. It, it so happens that in New Jersey around Thanksgiving, it's just absolutely beautiful. You know, it, the weather, maybe it's like fifties, um, Halloween too. We, we celebrate Halloween a lot of the time by going on a hike and, you know, maybe put a bowl of something out next year. I was thinking of putting potatoes out. I just want to be that house and just <laughs> <take a potato. laughs> or a Clementine or something. Um, but yeah, I think anything related to nature, even, even Christmas time, we'll go for a walk. It's freezing, but we'll still go for, you know, just being out in nature in the garden doing something away from, you know, cause I, I feel like, you know, we do have grandiose expectations of food and it's great. And it's funny that I'm saying this, having the blog that I have, it's like heavily weighed in food, but it's not, it can't be everything. It's just not everything. It's like, you know, you eat, so you feel, so you go live your best life. So you go do something else unrelated to food. It's like little kids when they're playing, they're like, oh man, I got to come in for like dinner, come in for dinner, fuel up, and then maybe go back outside and do something fun. So exactly. our, our extracurricular activities are usually geared around some kind of nature going for a bike ride or walking or hiking. I hope you enjoyed our interview with Andrea. She went on to demonstrate two recipes from her new Thanksgiving ebook that you can find at littlebitesofjoy.com. We talked about tailoring Thanksgiving to our family's needs and about how being born in Romania plays into her views on Thanksgiving. To watch the full replay, just join a daily practice. It's free. You can find the link in the show notes. And I hope you have an amazing Thanksgiving.